This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Broken to Blessing podcast with me, your hostess, Latoya Edwards. This show is all about learning to find purpose in our pain and in our brokenness. Life is full of disappointments and difficult situations, but God has a bigger plan and purpose for all of us, and His plan will lead us from being broken to being a blessing. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Passenger Seat Womanhood, and today I want to talk um, a little bit about, you know, following God and obeying God uh, when we don't want to, and um, I have, I laugh because um, I'm really good at having a grown-up temper tantrum when God tells me to do something and I don't want to, um, so I really, really, um, I have many stories that I could share on this topic. Um, so, um, it's ought to be interesting. Um, so uh, the idea that I got, um, for this talk, actually, I was talking with my boys about one of our favorite Bible stories. We were talking about Jonah. Um, now as a parent, I love the story of Jonah because it, you know, is a very good illustration about the importance of obeying God and for children of kind of explaining the fact that no matter what we do, we can't hide from God, right? And so Jonah is a very short book in the Bible. There's only four chapters. And, um, but it's got a lot of great stuff. So I'm not really going to focus about the fish and, and that part of the story, but I love the beginning of Jonah's story is about him trying to hide from God. You know, verse 2, Jonah, it says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, and it said, Go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. And then verse 3 says, But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed somewhere else. And we all know the story. You know, Jonah tries to go in the opposite direction, but because the Lord can see where he is, he sends the storm, right? And then what happens? Jonah hides again. He goes below the deck of the ship that he's on to try to hide from God. And ultimately he realizes that he cannot. And he is thrown in the sea and God sends the fish to swallow Jonah to keep him safe. And then the fish then spits Jonah out exactly where he was supposed to be in the first place, in Nineveh. And again, God says, go to the great city of Nineveh and, you know, give them this message that I have for them. And finally, Jonah obeys. So I am a lot like Jonah. I am very hard-headed. I am very stubborn. And as I have said many times, I like to be in control. And I like, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a control freak and perfectionist. But there was a time when God specifically told me to do something. And I said, uh-uh, not doing it, can't make me, no way. Which is foolish, right, to say that to God. But I just wasn't having it. And I shared um, a little bit of my story um, of my marriage in um, the last podcast. And so um, this kind of relates because I can remember in the middle of you know, my marriage falling apart and all the struggles going on, uh, God told me to forgive. And he told me that several times. You know, God said, hey, you need to forgive that man for whatever it is that he's done to you. You need to forgive and you need to let it go. 
And the first time that he said that, I heard that from God, I was like, what? I need to forgive. I'll forgive as soon as he comes in here and he apologizes to me and means it. Then I'll forgive. And, you know, a couple weeks went by and I heard God again say, you need to forgive him. And I thought, but he doesn't deserve it. Do you know all the things that he's done to hurt me and make my life miserable? He walked out on his family. He did this. He did that. You know, and I'm sure it sounded like wah, 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 wah to God because I was whining and I was complaining. And a few weeks went by and I was sitting in church and the message was on forgiveness. And I heard God say to me again, you need to forgive. And finally I said, okay, I'll do it. So I was like Jonah. God very clearly spoke and told me to do something and I said, nope. And I ran to hide, except I didn't get in a boat to try to go to a different country or city. I hid in my emotions. I became angry and bitter. And I liked being angry and bitter because it felt good. I could be angry and bitter because of all of the hurt that this person had caused me. I was justified. I was right. Right? I was comfortable in my anger and my bitterness and my misery. And I wanted to hold on to it because it made me feel better. That's a lie, by the way. It doesn't make you feel better. Right? But I was justified. My husband was never home. He was not helping me raise our boys. He was not providing for our family. Right? I had a right to be angry. He was verbally abusive and emotionally abusive. I should be angry about that. Right? He got to do whatever he wanted. And I was trying to figure out how to be a full-time law student and raise two boys all by myself. I had a right to be angry and bitter. But I paid a high price for my right to be angry and bitter. And this is why God told me that I needed to forgive because I just became an angry person. And I wasn't just angry at my husband because of what he was doing. I was angry at everybody. I was angry at my two-year-old for being a two-year-old. I was angry at my baby for being a baby. I was angry and I was short-tempered and I just had an ugly, nasty attitude. And I had lost the joy of being a mom. I didn't like being a mom. I kept looking at my children like they were burdens. You know, well, if you guys weren't here, then I could go off and live my life too, kind of a thing. I never said that to them, but I would think it. And I was sinking into a very deep depression. I knew that I needed to do something, but I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. Well, I did know what it was because God kept telling me what it was. I needed to forgive. I needed to let it go, but I didn't want to. Right? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been wronged or hurt or betrayed by someone and you just knew that you had the right to be angry and you were determined to just be angry for as long as you could? Right? But here's the problem with our anger and our bitterness that I learned the hard way is that you being angry is not hurting that other person. It's not affecting them at all. You know, even if you're screaming and yelling at them, like, 
once that's done and they're not there with you anymore, you know, that it's probably not affecting them as much. But for you, it is killing you to hold on to those emotions. God never intended us to walk around angry and bitter and mean and ugly all the time. No, he, he created us, you know, to just be blessed and to be live in just joyful abundance. And so when you walk around with bitterness and anger, you are literally like walking around with a ton of dead weight on your shoulders. And it's heavy. And you don't need to walk around with that. So God was calling me to forgive. And it took me a really long time. But I agreed. I said, yes, Lord, I will forgive. Now that's just the first step. It's easy to say, Lord, yes, I'll forgive. I forgive you, right? Except it's not, I forgive you. It's, I forgive you. You're gritting your teeth and clenching your fists and rolling your eyes and thinking in your head, yeah, right. That's not really forgiveness. Right? Because what happened for me was, is I started to say, yeah, I, I, I forgive you. I forgive him. I started saying that with my mouth. But it hasn't actually made its way into my head and, and, and my heart, right? Because, honestly, I thought I had been so hurt and so wronged by my husband that he needed to earn my forgiveness. Right? He didn't deserve my forgiveness. And this is where... <laughs> I relate to the Jonah story because what happens? Jonah goes to Nineveh and he gives them the message from the Lord. He says, listen, repent or you will be destroyed. Right? And the people hear him and they obey and God spares them. Right? God says, yes, I will have compassion. I will show mercy to them. And Jonah is not having it. I have to tell you that Jonah, chapter 4 of Jonah, um, the dialogue is just really awesome to me. Because Jonah is having what I had. He was having a temper tantrum. Right? He's like, Lord, didn't I say this is what you were going to do? I knew this is what you were going to do. I knew that you are gracious and compassionate because I just spent three days in a fish because I tried to run away instead of obeying you. I know how gracious and full of compassion you are. I knew that you were going to let those people off the hook. Just kill me. I'd rather be dead than to live. Like, I mean, really dramatic. Like, I can just picture Jonah kicking his feet and falling on the floor and screaming like a two-year-old. I cannot tell you how many times in my spirit I have been like that before. Right? And then verse 4 God says to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry? Can I tell you that God has said this to me many times on my journey? As I was ranting and raving about how I had been hurt and wronged and he didn't deserve my, my forgiveness and I had a right to be angry, the Holy Spirit said to me, do you? Do you really have a right to be angry and bitter and be mean and ugly and hateful? You know, and then... You know, the Lord took it one step further with me. And I said, well, maybe not, but he doesn't deserve my forgiveness. And he said, oh, really? Well, you didn't really deserve mine either until I sent my son down to die for you on the cross. 
And in that moment, I got it. I got why God wanted me to forgive. I got why it's so important that we forgive, that we learn to obey even when we don't want to. Because what happens is this. When you somebody hurts you and you are angry at them, they have control. Just the mention of my husband's name would send my blood pressure off the charts. I remember going to the doctor, and I think I was pregnant at the time, and the nurse was taking my blood pressure. And we were getting started, and she asked me something about my husband or the baby's father or something. And, like, she kind of looked at me, and she said, oh, your blood pressure is kind of high. Um, why don't you just have a glass of water and take some deep breaths and relax, and I'll, I'll come back and take it again in five minutes, you know, just, just to make sure it's okay. And so I did, and then I went back, and it was normal. That's control. And by staying angry and bitter, I was allowing this person that had hurt me to have control over me. You know, just having to see him or deal with him would send me into a rage for days. I would be angry. Why? Because he hurt me and I had a right to feel that way. That's silly. I realized how silly that was to give somebody that much power and control. Because what I was doing, what I thought I was doing was, well, I'm going to be angry because it's going gonna, it's gonna to punish him. I'll show him. He can't treat me like that. I won't forgive him. The thing that I didn't realize at the time was that unforgiveness does not separate that person from you. That person that has hurt you, they are not separated from you by your anger and your unforgiveness. You, however, are separated from God. The more that I held on to my anger and the more that I refused to forgive, I was putting more space in between me and God. And you don't ever want to do that. That's not a place to be where you are distancing yourself from God, where God can't hear you and he can't answer your prayers and bless you simply because you won't forgive. That is not a good place to be. And God doesn't want us to ever be there. The other thing about not forgiving is that it's like literally handcuffing yourself to the person that has hurt you. Because everywhere that you go, you are taking your unforgiveness and your anger and your bitterness with you. You are carrying them on your back. Everywhere you go. Think about that for a moment. I did not want to forgive my husband because he hurt me and he didn't deserve it. And so I was going to get back at him. And I was going to one-up him. And I was going to get my revenge by not forgiving him. I've realized now that that was a very foolish way of thinking. Because what I was doing was I was dragging that person. I was carrying him with me everywhere that I went. In those emotions. And it was heavy. I was exhausted at the end of the day. I can remember, you know, getting into a fight with him. And I don't even remember what it was about. But just, I mean, I couldn't breathe. I was, my throat hurt. I had a headache. I had to go lie down. Like, it's exhausting carrying the weight of all of those negative emotions. I was dying on the inside. And my Heavenly Father, in His infinite wisdom and love and compassion, looked down and He saw His daughter 
dying and struggling and hurting. And he said, honey, you've got to let it go. You have to forgive. I don't want to, Lord. I don't want to forgive because I am comfortable with this pain and my anger. I feel justified. I feel right. It's what I need. And he was saying to me, no, my daughter, listen to me. It is weight on you that is going to crush you that you don't need to carry. Let it go and be free. And so I had to learn how to forgive. Because can I tell you that I, I mean, the Olympics of holding a grudge, I would have taken the gold, the, the silver, and the bronze, okay? I would never forget that you did me wrong. But when I made the decision to obey God, even though I didn't want to, it began this really wonderful and slow process of God showing me what it truly means to forgive. Because the Bible tells us that when God forgives our sins, that he throws them into the sea of forgetfulness and he remembers them no more. Right? We can't do that. I wish that I could forget all of the bad things that anybody's ever done to me. We can't do that. And so I would say with my mouth, I forgive him. But any time that he did something new, or any time that I would think about what he did, I would be angry and, and, and bitter all over again. So I learned that forgiveness is not a feeling, right? It's a choice. And it's an action. I had to make the choice to forgive that person that had hurt me so bad so that I could be free from the chain that anger and bitterness had on my life, right? Because as long as I was focusing on that hurt and that pain and that wrong that was done to me, I was never going to move forward. I was never going to heal. I was never going to be able to be the mother that I wanted to be for my children. And I was never going to be able to bless anybody else. And so God said, forgive. And I said, okay, but I don't know how. Okay? And God said, perfect. I can work with that. Do you know that when we say to God, I can't do this, that's exactly where he wants us to be? Because the Bible tells us that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So when we admit to God, I'm weak, I fall short, I'm not capable of this, he says, of course you are because you have me and I can do everything. And so I learned to forgive. In the beginning, and I kid you not, it was really hard. And I I promise you that I probably had to forgive a thousand times a day. Because every time a thought or something would come into my mind, I had to say, and I would say this out loud, I make the choice to forgive. I forgive him. When he would say he was going to come pick up the boys and never showed up, and my children are crying because they wanted to see their father, I had to forgive When I had to go to court for something that I thought was silly or that I thought was taken care of, I had to forgive. When Late at night when I couldn't sleep and my thoughts would kind of get carried away and I would start thinking about all of the wrongs that had been done to me, I had to forgive. And I probably sounded like a loony, but I would often out loud say, I forgive. I've already forgiven for that. I make the choice to forgive. I forgive him. I forgive him. But that's a start. And the more that I did that... I noticed that the less it would hurt and the less that it bothered me. And it's at the point now where no matter what he does, no matter what he says, even if it's hurtful, 
it doesn't affect me because I've made the choice to forgive. And I said, you know what? Whatever is going on with him that's making him act a certain way, that's not me. That's got nothing to do with me. It's all him. And I'm going to make the choice to forgive him because I don't want to be bound and chained up and and under that pressure of, of harboring that anger and that bitterness. If you're going through a divorce or any kind of relationship where there's hurt or pain involved, I encourage you to forgive. Because it's, it's hard, but I promise you, I promise you it's worth it. Do the hard thing. Do the thing that you don't want to do. Forgive, if that's what God is calling you to do. Stay, if that's what God is calling you to do. If God is calling you to make a change, whatever it is, do it. You don't want to. But don't have to go through the experience of being in the belly of a fish for three days. You know, don't have to go through something so horrific for God to get his point across to you. Just obey because you will be blessed and you will be a blessing to other people. I promise. And so once I, I learned to forgive my husband, now my ex-husband, um, I had to go one step further. I had to learn to forgive myself. Okay? Because what I started to realize was that I felt like a failure. I had all these things inside of me that I needed to deal with that I couldn't acknowledge or or feel properly because I was so focused on, you know, revenge and being angry and bitter. And once the Lord began to heal me from those things as I started to forgive, you know, my my heart issue started coming to the surface. And so I had to learn to look at myself and my part in my marriage or my part in a friendship that, you know, ended poorly or, or if I had hurt somebody else. And I had to own up to that. Right? So when my mind would start to go to remembering how my husband was never home when I needed him to be, I had to forgive him for not being home. And then I had to look at myself and forgive myself for the fact that maybe and probably I had some hand in creating an environment at home that he didn't want to be in. And that's why he wasn't there. I had to learn to forgive myself. Right? I even had to learn to forgive myself for maybe not taking the time that I should have before entering into a marriage. You know, maybe I, I was not prepared as I as I could have been. I had to forgive myself for that. I had to forgive myself for being angry with my children. And for not being the mom that I know that I need to be and that I wanted to be. But in the forgiveness, we find wholeness. We find healing. We find, you know, new purpose and passion for life. And if you're going through a really difficult time right now, and God is asking you to forgive, I'd like for you to consider this one final thing. That you might be angry with God. When my father died, I was angry with God 
it took me a couple of weeks to realize that that's who I was angry at, but I was. Um, now, and I realized that I needed to forgive God. And I know that that sounds strange. Um, and I don't mean that I needed to forgive God because he does something wrong, because God can do no wrong. But I had to stop blaming God for my situation, for things that were beyond my control. You know, forgiving God is not about him having done something wrong. It's about you. It was about me. It was me taking a step towards allowing myself to fully heal and move forward. You know, and when I was still holding on to my anger and my bitterness towards my husband or myself or towards God, it was a sign to me that I was not done forgiving. I still had more to forgive. Any time that something my husband did or didn't do or said or didn't say sit me over the edge, I would say, Latoya, you've got some more forgiving to do. Get to work. Letting go of all of that pain freed me in ways that I can't even begin to describe. I was able to have peace and not be anxious and not be depressed and not be so angry. And I could be a good friend and a good daughter and... You know, I was able to be there for my, you know, for my parents when my father was sick and dying and I was able to be a good mom and and a good sister and and all these things that I wanted so desperately to be, but that I couldn't because I was so angry and, and in so much pain. You know, I felt like a new woman, right? I was able to find joy in my life, even though my situation and my season was not, you know, everything that I thought it could be. And this is the blessing that we find when we learn to do what God has called us to do, especially when we don't want to. You know, think about all of the people in the Bible that God has called or asked to do something they didn't want to do. Right? Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Lord, if there's any way that you can take this cup from me, please do so. But, this is the important thing, he says, not my will, but your will be done. And that single act of obedience is something that maybe God, you know, Jesus and his human and his fleshness, he didn't want to do. And doing it anyway and being obedient to the Father, he blessed all of us. He blessed mankind for eternity, right? We now, you know, have a way to get back to where we're supposed to be with God because of that obedience. And because I obeyed when God asked me to forgive, even though I didn't do it right away, even though I tried to hide and I tried to ignore it and I tried to get away from it, when I did finally obey, oh my goodness, my home was a different place. I enjoyed my children. They enjoyed me. I enjoyed my friends. And I have been able to encourage other people with my story. So I just want to encourage you, whenever you're listening to this, just to be open to the blessings that God has for you. No matter what it is that he is calling you to do, obey, lead, follow whatever the path is that he has set before you, because I promise you it will end in blessings for you, for your family, and for many, many people 
that will cross your paths. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. For more encouragement and to connect with me further, please visit my blog, LatoyaEdwards.net. And remember, no matter what your circumstances may look like, God has a plan for your life, and it's a good one.